0: So hello and welcome to the GCU Law podcast. My name is Sinead Stevenson-McCabe and I'm a lecturer in law here at GCU Law. And I'm delighted today to be joined by two of our law clinic managers, Jodie and Aminji. And our guest for today's podcast is the incredible Lauren Bowie. Lauren is one of those people that when you meet her, you're so incredibly glad to know her. She is a woman in law who elevates others all around her and she is the founder of Legable, a platform that is designed um, to help ensure that those who do not have connections in the profession have all of the privilege that those who do have those connections have. Legal is designed to increase social mobility in the profession and make sure that nobody is defined by where they come from. Um, I'm going to pass over to Aminji and Jodie for the rest of the interview. But Lauren, I just wanted to to start because you are yourself a a trainee solicitor, um, newly started this year, I think. And um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your time as a law student. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about about what it was like being, being a law student yourself?
1: Yeah, um, thank you so much for that introduction. I thought, I thought I was felt myself welling up a wee bit. <laughs> <was> so lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, that way I would love to to say kind of what I hear other people saying and be like, you know, university was the best four years of my life, et cetera, et cetera. But to be honest, I, I think I struggled quite a lot um, throughout university um just with you know a lot of different things the fact that you know a lot of people are in the same boat but like you've moved away maybe from home you're like starting a new job you're starting a new course with loads of people that you don't know um and for me there was no one from you know my school or my area really that um, came to study law at Glasgow Uni and it sort of seemed like everyone sort of knew each other already Mm. um and because as well of you know like my background is in like I went to like a state school and I hadn't done any legal work experience and I didn't know anything about law at all um I feel like I really struggled to relate to everyone else there um so I think I well yeah I struggled to sort of like make friends as well sort of in my first year because I just didn't really know how how to go about it um and I felt like a lot of people join societies and things like that but I was working like 20 to 30 hours a week at my part-time job so I couldn't like join a a society um so yeah I struggled with that and then that sort of coupled with the fact that I never had any idea what was going on in any of my classes (laughs) in first year um I just yeah I just struggled quite a lot with you know like the social and academic aspect um and then in my first year I ended up getting some pretty bad grades. There was a. It was very much a a D's make degrees situation for me, in, in first year. Um. So I think that you know towards the end of university things definitely improved for me. Um. As I got more confident and realised you know I, I do deserve to be here. I deserve as much as anyone else to be here. And I started to like come into myself a bit more. That I did begin to enjoy it. But um, I definitely did struggle at sort of the first half of my time at university. And I don't really think that's spoken about. Mm. Um, you know, people, people are very eager to say that university is great and you just go nights out all the time and join societies and have like different like pub golf and pub crawls and all that. But the reality for me was like working until like 1 a.m like serving like ice blasts and being covered in like natural cheese and then going home to like my student halls and then getting up at 9am for like a constitutional law lecture where I had no idea what was going on so it, it was it was like a bit of a grim time um because I just doubted myself so much and maybe didn't have the same experience that you know others were having um, mm-hmm. in the first place um but yeah like I said towards the end and then on the diploma I definitely had a much better time. And I think that that was definitely down to, you know, me growing as a person um, and becoming more confident in myself and my
0: abilities. Um, And where do you think that confidence came from, Lauren? Because, I mean... I think that, I think that experience, I could see Am and Jodie nodding there in the Zoom, like very much understanding what that, what that experience feels like. Do you think that you just started to like settle into the space or did you, um, yeah, what, what started to change? Was there anything in particular that may, gave you that sense of, yeah, actually I do belong here? I think, to be honest,
1: what, what was quite a, a big turning point for me was um, I applied for Um, a voluntary internship through um, the internship hub at my university um, with the Citizens Advice Bureau. Um, And I was very shocked that I got it. Um, To be honest, the reason I applied for that was because I had applied for other paid internships and I hadn't gotten them. And this was in my second year of uni. And at this point, I am am in straight up panic mode about um my ability to ever become a solicitor because I still didn't have any experience um so I sort of felt like I I had no choice but to apply for a volunteer role um but when I started doing that being in an environment where I realized like I actually have a lot of knowledge that sort of everyday the everyday Mm -hmm. person doesn't have and I can use that knowledge to help people and like make people aware of their rights and their entitlements and I sort of started to realise I was like I can actually assist people like I actually do have knowledge to help people and I didn't think that I knew anything until I got in there and I realised oh I actually know things and um, I think what was quite good about that experience as well was whenever you interviewed a client at first they would come to you with you know whatever issue they had I had some very interesting very intricate wild issues <laughs> and you would have absolutely no idea how to deal with it at first but mm. and I sort of had to like gain the the ability to be able to turn around and say do you know what I actually don't know just now but I will go and I will find out for you and we'll sort it out and I think being able to admit that I didn't know things um, and then go and find them out and the fact that I did know some things just made yeah it just increased my confidence so much more um and I think I didn't really I didn't realize that at the time it wasn't until i had finished volunteering there that I realized what a big turning point that was for me Um, because it's so difficult to admit that there's some things that you just don't know I think that's that's a a very lost thing (laughs) to, to struggle with but that was a very a very big deal for me, just realizing yeah. like, yeah, I can actually help people with the knowledge that I have, but otherwise I can just admit I don't know and I can find out. Um, but I will say that I definitely struggled to to balance that voluntary role. Um, I only, you know, did like four hours a week, but that four hours a week is on top of what I was working at, my part-time job, you know, it was it was nearly a full-time job, just like volunteering and working part-time and then going to uni full-time. Um, so I definitely um, was yeah. exhausted. So it's not something that I would um, recommend if you know you're prone to burnout or you think that um, you know I can't I can't deal with this. My mental health is going to suffer as a result. Um, then don't don't do it and don't put yourself through that. Um, yeah. It was a big turning point for me, but at the same time I definitely damaged my mental health by putting myself through you know, such a such an intense time and just thinking that I had to do everything. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very difficult balance. And I understand it might sound a bit contradictory, but I'm like, yeah, this volunteer role was great. But also, please don't volunteer <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, it's difficult to explain. But um, if I could have had that sort of awakening through
0: any other means, then that's what I would have yeah. preferred. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, just I want to, to make clear, because you, I noticed you artfully skimmed over it yourself, Lauren. Um, and you said, you know, I think things got a bit better academically for me in, in fourth year and diploma. I mean, you've got first class law degree, Lauren. So like I think it's important <laughs> that we say that. Um, and yeah, just an, an incredible, um, clearly an incredible work ethic there. But I think it's so right what you said, recognise as well that actually hard work we can like absolutely glorify that but also mental health is really important and like you do need to to take good care of that and I think that's something you've you've spoken about um, really powerfully because it's easy as a law student I sometimes think to think that everybody around you is doing so much more than you and so much better than you and working so much harder Um, and actually everybody's doing their best to get by and and that looks different for, for different people but I think that was yeah I just wanted to make sure we got that in there Lauren because you skimmed <laughs> right over it I wanted to, that to be recorded
2: yeah I just wanted to touch upon what you said about not being able to manage any paid internships I'm in fourth year so talking about traineeships and internships and placements and things and my peers it appears that nowadays everybody's struggling to get any kind of position anywhere the competition is just so high and Mm it doesn't matter if it's paid or unpaid the most intelligent people that I know are having a hard time when you look at them and you think oh my gosh if you're having a hard time how am I ever going to do this but (laughs) I think I was lucky enough my sister went into law before I did so she built up a plethora of connections that I've been lucky enough to take advantage of but there are so many people that aren't in that situation and um it was Sinead that told myself and Jodie about legable, but ever since she's told me, I think I've told everyone I know. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. them all the site. Even today, we had a lock on session today and we put it out to our volunteers and the volunteers are like, this is incredible. It's everything in the one place. Mm-hmm. Because I think on top of the stress of trying to secure a position, it's the stress of looking through every single firm for the position. Mm-hmm. Your website puts all in one place. Um, so what kind of, What gave you that idea to think I'm going to do this and you know mm. like this and this? Is how I want to do it. like how does that all come together?
1: Um, I think you know it, it was sort of it was like during lockdown that I started to think about it. Um, and you know I definitely had a lot more time on my hands and I was on furlough from my part time job. Um, and for me, I I was seeing people struggling to find traineeships at the time um, especially sort of like on Twitter like everyone was just like scrambling looking for any sort of traineeship and I saw quite a few tweets of people saying that they were struggling with like you know legal work experience Um, and it sort of got me thinking you know Mm. like I didn't have any legal work experience like at all Um, like yeah at all until I did until I applied for and got vacation schemes I hadn't had any legal work experience Um, and I thought where do you even, where, where does one acquire <laughs> legal work experience? Um, and when you sort of search for it, say if you don't know where to look, you're not going to find it. And there are websites out there that are, you know, good and try and put things all in the one place, but not when it comes to opportunities, and especially not when it comes to opportunities for people from less advantaged backgrounds. And I think that when, you know, these sort of other websites, talk about you know all these firms are offering vacation schemes and here are firms that offer traineeships and here's the application dates and stuff they don't mention any sort of like pipeline programs that these firms have for like people in first year who are from socially mobile backgrounds or any organizations or charities that do you know similar programs as well and they're obviously they are specifically designed for you know people from backgrounds like myself because you quite often can be doing with that extra guidance and extra support Mm. but they weren't really being promoted anywhere and I also found that throughout my time at university as well you know they weren't really being promoted that well um you'd get a lot of emails um, about firms but not about sort of like support programs or work experience for any specific groups of marginalized people um and I don't know. It just kind of made sense to me. I just thought, why has no one put all these in one place? Yeah. Like because they are so piecemeal, like across the internet. Um, and you know that way, I had to do quite a lot of research because I was thinking, this is literally the most simple thing ever. Like, surely someone somewhere has done this. Like, I, I can't be like, I can't be the, the person that's thought of this. Um, but yeah, I looked, I, I searched far and wide, and couldn't find anything you know like did what I kind of thought about and um I I was thinking about it but obviously sitting in you know my bedroom I was just thinking right okay this kind of seems like quite a feat and seems a bit silly I was like is this even a good idea like and I sort of I spoke to my mum about it but she doesn't have like a like a legal background or anything like that but she just supports whatever I do so she was just like yeah that's a great idea like do, do that like that sounds fantastic um, but then I got the opportunity to speak to Sinead um, and two other amazing women, Naomi Pride um, and Patricia Taylor, from DW, both from DWF. Um, and we had a call and I sort of told the three three of them my idea um, for Leagueable And all three of them just like supported me so much and were like, yeah, that is such a good idea. Like you need to do that. And then I was like, okay, like someone like people who don't have to support me because they're my family think this is a good idea so <laughs> so yeah but it must actually be all right um, and I think that definitely gave me the confidence to sort of pursue it but there were a lot of times where I was like making this website and obviously I, I've i never made a website before or know anything about websites or coding or anything like that But I thought right this is honestly taking me absolutely ages like wh- is anyone even going to use this like what's what is the point and so I spent like still spent a lot of time sort of doubting myself um yeah. and whether it would even be used um but then I just sort of thought no like I'm going to do it and you know just hope that it helps like at least one person and then then I'll feel like have you know achieved something and helped someone um so that's sort of where where it came from um and yeah it's sort of weird to think back because I think I just went for it and just started like making the website and just yeah and didn't really think think about it as much until it got to the stage where I was up at like 3am like trolling like if you're trolling through like different websites and having an absolute fit with the like web design thing that I was using. <laughs> Being on live chats to people, like, why is this, why is this random graphic design thing not working? Um
0: yeah, like so
1: there was a lot of a lot of like that. Um and I, I sort of just was ploughed through it and I was like, you need to, you need to keep going, like you've you've come too far now. <laughs>
2: yeah that sounds great um it it is such a simple thing however it's brilliant i think it's something that it would occur to people but to actually pursue that and go ahead and do it and make it as good as it is i think is quite an incredible thing it's something that has been utilized and is being used and that must just feel unreal to have created something from your own head your own hands and for it to be popular and it works it's brilliant it's
1: such a good platform <laughs> oh, thank you yeah, yeah no, it's, no. It's, it's wild um especially when I get like these kind of like analytics through from like Google mm. and I can see like how many people have clicked on it or how many like impressions or whatever I've had and I don't check it because I don't want to either disappoint myself or put pressure on myself so I, I don't check it but I get like an email through every month with like an update and I'm like oh my god is that how many people have like clicked on like amazing yet yeah, my silly little website
0: <laughs> but I mean it really is an incredible resource and I think that you know when I found out about your idea that you'd had and we were getting the meeting together with Patricia and, and Naomi I was just genuinely so excited about it because <laughs> because it it was something that is much needed it's a simple solution to a complex problem but but sometimes simple solutions to complicated problems are some of the the best ways of going about these things and Mm -hmm. I just think it was so clearly a gap there but also Lauren the thing that I I loved most about it and, and and indeed about you is that there is such like generosity of spirit in doing something like that and I think that that is ultimately like what makes good lawyers is being like collegiate and collaborative and like holding the door open for the person who's like coming in at your back. I think that that it, sometimes law can seem like a super competitive space. Um, and I and I don't think that's a good thing. Um, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that, you know, the nature of how we work in private practice, it's, it's firms and firms only work when everyone's pulling together. It doesn't, it's not a place designed for, a shining star unto themselves um, it's it's about being collegiate and collaborative and working as a as a firm um and it was just such incredible generosity I mean you already had your traineeship Lauren you were cruising you had your first class degree you were going into <laughs> diploma like life was good and aside from the pandemic that pandemic's <laughs> probably <laughs> making things slightly slightly less great And um, but you know it, it would be very easy to be like that's just really not my Problem, and and you didn't. You were like, that is a problem, and I think it's one that I could help fix. And I think that's an important thing that I always say to students is like, you know, even being a fourth year, that's helping you know third years and third years to second years and first years thinking about people who were at school with you who are now applying to do law and they're the year below you. I think that. That, that I wouldn't have done anything in law if I hadn't been for people like literally like the rung above me on the ladder helping me to move up and I think that yeah I think that you're uh, just a brilliant example of that in the profession Lauren.
3: Um, I myself have managed to like find um, like vocation schemes and stuff through Legable like um, mm. summer there I'd done a commercial law like it was like a three-day scheme and I found that through Legable. Um, I'm from a low-income background, and I also found it really intimidating. I was the only person from my secondary school, to my knowledge, that done law for mm-hmm. a while. So it was quite difficult going into university just totally blind and having no idea where to find resources, almost being too scared to ask. Um, so legable does is an, an incredible tool, I think, especially for people f- from low-income backgrounds. Um, what would your future plans be for Leagueable? Because I think we've already stressed enough that we are big fans.
0: Yeah,
1: big fans, big fans. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think I, I'm quite a big believer that social mobility needs to start um, very, very young. Um, there are lots of careers that like primary school children are taught about that you can go and do, you know, you can be a, a teacher or a fireman or a policeman or you know, anything like that, but no one ever speaks about being a lawyer um to primary school children or even in secondary school, you know, I found. Um and I think that sort of instilling the belief in young people that they can become a lawyer it starts needs to start young, you need to plant that seed. And even if they don't think, I mean, I, I don't know any seven year old that's going to think to themselves, oh yeah, I would absolutely love to be a lawyer. Like <laughs> after someone explain after someone explaining it. But if you've if you've planted that seed and made it sound like it's an accessible career, then mm. they're going to continue to remember that and they're going to think of it as an option. And um, so I think that there there are a few initiatives that sort of go into primary schools. Um, And tomorrow, actually, I'm giving a presentation to some primary six students through um, a charity called Into University. Um, So, yeah, and I think a lot of people think, oh, that's like too young, but it's just it's just not at all. Um, So, yeah, I'm speaking to them about law and specifically about human rights law. Um, But in in general, making children aware that law is a career. Mm. and it's an accessible one It's so important so I would love to do more of that to give more presentations to primary schools and sort of just introduce them to law Um, Mm. and then also in secondary schools too Um, because when you know when I was in secondary school and I expressed an interest in doing law um, it was uh, people sort of tried to steer me away from it and they were like oh well could you not maybe do something, you are know, kind of related to law, but like not a lawyer, like, you know, things like that. And I was like, well, no, like, why not? Like, mm. why, why can't I not do it? Like, that, that's, what I, that's what I want to do. And I did the, the REACH programme um, at Glasgow Uni, um, which is a programme, it's a widening participation programme for like S4 to S6 who are from less advantage areas but want to pursue like professional, sort of so-called professional careers. Um, like law, veterinary, um, Mm -hmm. dentistry, medicine so I I did that and that also made me realise you know like I I could actually go and do law so I would very much like to partner a bit more with organisations like that and go into secondary schools or have something to do with secondary schools um, and show them you know, like, I I am an example, like, I was exactly where you were thinking, oh, I could never be a lawyer, and having people doubt you, and now Mm -hmm. I am a trainee solicitor at, like, my, like, dream firm, so I think that it's all well and good, you know, joining a programme and being told, yeah, you could do law, but you need to see that example, like, you need to have someone to think, oh, they've done it, so surely I can do it, so, yeah, I would love to do that, and to focus on secondary schools that are in more like cold spots um mm. I think that like a lot of social mobility initiatives are like quite rightly focused on sort of urban and more like inner city areas but that does leave like more rural areas out um, mm. like I'm from Air and we never heard anything about any sort of social mobility initiatives but then a lot of people who I've spoken to and maybe went to school in Glasgow have been involved in these things, because that's where sort of charities and organisations focus their efforts. Mm. Um, so I think it's quite right that they do that. But I, I would maybe like to be some sort of link, you know, using the
0: with like those kind of cold spots. I, I think it's such an important point, the idea of engaging with young people and letting them see that that, that is a viable career option for them. But it, it, I think the, the point is a very good one because law affects so many of us in so many aspects of our lives and I think that's something I've heard you you talk about before Lauren I'm sure that law was something that like happened in your community perhaps to people it was the reasons why there aren't enough school textbooks and it's the you know there's solutions to these things in the law but when Mm -hmm. law is not something that's like in and of your community it's not actually something that you turn to as like a place of um, a place where solutions might be found, and that's important as well. Not just the idea that the careers in law are for you, but also the idea that the law is your law, and that it's there to serve you. And the whole point of the law is to facilitate, you know, positive um, outcomes for everyone, not just like a like a small elite. Um, but yeah, engaging with young people about that I think is an important thing
1: yeah yeah I think so I think my my sort of first um experience of trying to enforce a law um or yeah enforce my rights was um like one time at like our school I'm pretty sure our school was like the oldest functioning school in Scotland at one one point so very old um the heating didn't work in the winter but it was on absolutely full bung in the summer right so you, you were sweating and um because yeah it was just so cold there all the time and I remember one time it had been like snowing and stuff outside and I was sitting in a class thinking to myself no right we, everyone is freezing and it was one of those situations where it's like you can't put you're not allowed to have your jacket on in class but it was it was absolutely freezing um and I remember like googling I'm um, like the minimum temperature that like council buildings have to have to be and like I asked if I could go to the toilet but I went to I went to like the science department and I was looking for a thermometer or like a thermostat or something because I was like I am absolutely on the warpath like we will be getting sent home it is way too cold (laughs) um and yeah so Oh, I'm like going about with this thermostat like in loads of different places being like look that's only 10 degrees like, go home. Um,
0: uh, oh god I love that. just like a little activist lawyer from like the <laughs> age of like 14 <laughs> yeah literally and all the teachers were just like what the hell is this girl doing <laughs> I will be litigating this so absolutely I was like that and um, hello I will be seeing you in court <laughs> uh, that- so funny but I mean it's, it's an important point right it's the idea of knowing that, that you could that there's a system that you can turn to that that is designed to protect you and um, from the cold but also from from wider conditions <laughs> as well but you know it's, it's an important one and and I think that yeah engagement with young people with the law um, in a positive way as early as possible is, is definitely a yeah a, definitely a good thing um, I actually don't know how this has ended up for you, but as a trainee, how are you working from home? Do you have time, um, dedicated time in office, dedicated time at home? How is that working for for you? Um, I think that I'm
1: quite lucky Um, with my firm. They are very, very flexible Um, and it sort of depends what team you're in, sort of how often um, maybe your supervisor would like you to be in the office. I think that it's advised just now that trainees are in the office at least two or three days a week um I personally have like arranged with my team to go in like Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so I work from home Monday Friday but mm. I know that if you know one let's say if I prefer being in the office I know that I'd be able to go in five days a week or if one day I needed to work an extra day from home for any reason which I, you know I have in the past it's very it's very easy um it's De- and I think I think you know all firms should be like that. It's very much a case of doesn't really matter you know where you are as long as you're getting the work done and as long as you feel supported and you're still you still have that feeling of like you know collegiality yeah. and then there's not a culture of like presenteeism and sure. um, so I think it's been a really good mix like a nice hybrid
0: I think mm-hmm. And it's an interesting point you make there actually about like collegiality, because I think that's something, I mean, like I, like I was saying at the start before we we'd started recording, mm-hmm. the reason we started doing this podcast was it was really about in part collegiality when everybody is remote and you can feel quite disconnected, remembering that, well, A, that we, we all feel that and this is like a space to like talk about stuff that you'd maybe have like a blather about on campus. Um, but also it is the idea that, it can be i think it I think the last year and a half for everyone like lawyers, staff, students at universities, I think everyone, every whatever job you do, disconnection is like a big issue um like mm-hmm. it's hard to sometimes be motivated, it's hard to be engaged, it's hard to and it, and it is about trying to find a balance that works for you and allows you still to you know be safe, be healthy, but um also get the benefits of that human connection um I'm so glad to hear Lauren that you're getting um getting that to some extent
3: um would you have like any other advice um for like low-income law students like specifically it's just because um obviously me myself I was like low-income and it's just it's nice to be able to speak to someone that can relate great question
1: yeah I, I totally agree and I think whenever I sort of find someone else who says like oh yeah like i'm from a low income background or oh i was entitled to free school meals i'm like oh my god me too (laughs) like it's just like this sense of like ah there's someone else um and i think what's quite sad about that though is that there's actually a lot of people in the profession from those backgrounds it's just not actually spoken about um that widely but i think most most people who are from low income backgrounds um have worked a part-time job um, you know, and I've had to work, you know, in retail or customer service or hospitality, and um, I personally, I started working when I was like sixteen, um, and like worked part time, you know, like all the way through, like right up until I started my traineeship, and I think something really, really important not to, um, sort of huh, what is that like something that people need to focus on is the advantages of non-legal work experience and the yes. sort of like transferable skills that you get from that um I think that's something that people forget about you know they're like like I worked in a cinema and people can be like oh well how 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 can serving popcorn be related to being a lawyer and it's like well you're serving customers all the time if they come out and complain you're having to manage that relationship with that customer it's the exact same as managing a client relationship you know like you're having to prioritize different tasks which is exactly what you're going to do in the legal profession there's so many things that are transferable and you know apply to both like hospitality or retail and the legal profession so I think it's really important not to discount those experiences and think oh you know just because I don't have any legal work experience like there's no point in me applying for this program or I don't I don't have a chance with that like again I didn't have any legal work experience when I applied for my vacation schemes mm. um, and all of my vacation scheme applications were very brutally honest um I remember for like my my firm just now one of the questions in the application form was like what hobbies do you have and I just wrote I was like I'd I don't have any hobbies because I have to work part-time like 20 to 30 hours a week and then go to uni so like I, I don't have any hobbies I don't have time for that um and yeah like i still obviously got somewhere like I'm a trainee there now but it's important to be honest about things like that and don't feel like you have to be like oh I I love to read and like I play the guitar in my spare time or something like that like don't make it up like just be totally honest and I think for me it was a case of well if this firm doesn't like what I've written or doesn't you know is shocked by the fact that I don't have time to have a hobby then that's not the firm for me um so definitely focus on non-legal work experience and trying to you know I, I still deal with this thinking like why am I here like do I really deserve to be here but those like positive affirmations I think to yourself and be like you know I'm in the exact same place as other people who have maybe had more advantages than me in life like I've I've managed to be in the same place and I do deserve it and I am good enough and it's so hard to tell yourself that but so important and Sort of the week before I started my traineeship, I had had a bit of I had a bit of a meltdown because I was like, "What?" Do, I was like, "What do I actually think I'm doing?" <laughs> like starting a traineeship at like a really big international firm. I was like, "What? Why am I doing this?" I'm just like, "How did I end up here?" um But now that I'm doing it, I feel so much better about it and feel like very settled in. But yeah, even now I'm still struggling with that. You know, like lack of thinking i'm good enough um yeah. so yeah there's sort of like two things that i would i would say and um, people from low income backgrounds um but it is really it is really difficult to convince yourself that you deserve to be where you are even though you've worked just as hard if not harder than other people um and you know that you have the same knowledge as them just for some reason you still have that lack of self-belief
0: mm. Mm, definitely yeah i think that's brilliant advice lauren i think um yeah, I mean it's it's just been so great talking to you. It's such a it's such a privilege to know you. It's so wonderful that Legable exists. I would recommend all of the students who are listening to this go and look at Legable, look at that website. I mean it is the ultimate um, platform for finding yourself employability opportunities, but also for hearing about other people's experiences and shared experiences. Um, and I would also say keep an eye out because Lauren has um, been named as one of Young Women Scotland's 30 under 30 this year, um, because there is nothing that this girl can't do. <laughs> and um, your profile's coming out like in, th- in the next week or so, isn't it Lauren? Um, yeah, it should be either this week or next week. Fantastic. And no, yeah, I'll, I'll share that with students when, when it's out. Um, but can I also just say an incredible well done to Am and Jody. Um You wouldn't know, but this is actually their first podcast. Um, but Lauren, thank you so much for doing that. Um, it was it was absolutely um absolutely brilliant thank you so much yeah thank you for having me and congrats
1: on the, the the first episode of the podcast series um i would never have known that this was the first one um you've made me feel very relaxed and very welcome so uh, thank you